Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for nine years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Visit the Anxiety Slayer Academy and check out our Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series for Anxiety Attacks. You can learn more at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivier. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shan. This week's episode by request is for the loved ones of those living with anxiety. And here's the question that we received in our inbox. Greetings. I adore your show. I just started listening this week and I'm already feeling a change for the better. Would you ever consider doing an episode not for the people that suffer from anxiety and panic attacks, but for the people that love them? I think it would be extremely helpful for me to be able to play an episode for my loved ones that better explains to them what I go through and ways they can help, especially if I'm in the thralls of a panic attack. Sometimes suffering from anxiety and feeling like people think I'm crazy or high maintenance aggravates my depression. It's a cycle but I think you get it. Thank you. What an important topic for us. I know we've talked about it a little bit in the past, Ananga, but where do we start with helping loved ones of those who suffer with anxiety? I think for me, what really comes through the last couple of lines of this question, suffering from anxiety and feeling like people think I'm crazy or high maintenance aggravates my depression. I think that's where we start because we're talking about loved ones. And when we love someone, We don't ever want to do that. We don't want to aggravate somebody's feelings. Anxiety can feel so isolating and we're always worried when we're anxious or suffering with long-term illness. I remember when I was suffering for many, many years with chronic illness, I was always concerned that I was high maintenance or burdensome. And I remember confiding in you on a couple of occasions, Shan, that you you just always have that feeling that you can't contribute, you can't relate to people as as you wish. You can't do as much as you hope. So that's always at the back of your mind when you're suffering with anxiety or invisible illnesses. So for me, it starts with empathy. And empathy means putting your own stuff aside for a while and allowing the experience of another person without judgment. Empathy means holding space. It means showing that you care with your words and your actions. Put the phone down, (laughs) turn the TV off and just sit and listen, be able to be with your loved one who's suffering with anxiety, be open to hearing their experience and not rushing in to speak or try and fix. You bring up such a good point. The rushing in to speak or fix is is something that we want to do for our loved ones. We want to take the pain away. We want to do anything we can to help them move past what, what suffering that they're going through. But honestly, Sometimes just being with them is much more helpful to just be there and hold them or let them 
do whatever it is they need to do in space with you. This just happened with me a couple of days ago with my daughter where she didn't need me to fix anything. She just needed me to be present. And within, I would say, 30 to 45 minutes, she settled and things improved so much. But just knowing she had a safe place to come. And I think the other piece is that empathy is not about auditing another person's experience. One of the quickest ways to isolate somebody that needs support is to expect them to respond to how you think they should. And you can't know, you cannot know what another is experiencing and you cannot help them unless you just honor their experience. And we talk about this a lot. How do you feel and what do you need? And even if the person that you love doesn't really know what they need at that time, then you just give them space to work it out, space to exhale and to be in a safe environment. Yeah, when anxiety is flaring up, it takes every ounce of your mental strength to deal with it. Sometimes it feels like it takes everything you've got to survive it. It's so all-encompassing. So it just doesn't help to think that you can fix or it's something to be sorted. You know, being of an English birth in England, everyone thinks things need sorting out. It just needs sorting out. (laughs) (laughs) but this is one of those very difficult situations that's not so easily sorted out that's not to say it can't be helped anxiety can be helped greatly and anxiety attacks can be recovered from but when somebody's in the middle of an episode you can make all the suggestions in the world and they're not going to go in so to be careful not to overwhelm an already overwhelmed mind think it's helpful to share a little of the experience of what anxiety feels like so that that's all part of the empathy and understanding when you love someone and they're going through anxiety to have some idea of what's happening for them so it's important to share that anxiety causes real suffering not imagined suffering it's very real and here are some of the symptoms of anxiety attacks to consider and sometimes it helps to try and walk a mile or a few feet in somebody else's shoes And just think, if you're not an anxiety sufferer, how might I feel if I was living with this on a daily basis? So some of the symptoms, and there are many, is just a few. A pounding heart, gasping for breath, feeling faint, like you might pass out, lightheaded, nauseous, sweating, and shaking. That's what happens in the body. Anxiety has a definite physical set of symptoms, and they're not to be taken lightly. Nearly 25% of emergency calls in the UK requesting an ambulance are related to the symptoms of anxiety. No one calls an ambulance unless they're sure there's something happening in their body that feels that serious that you need to make that call. And anxiety can strike without warning. It can come up randomly, completely without warning. So consider how that might feel to your friend or loved one. Anxiety triggers flight fight, or freeze in the body and send stress hormones pumping through the body that can really make someone freeze on the spot or want to run away. It's not a case of somebody being dramatic or high maintenance. It's a case of very real suffering with very definite physical symptoms. This is not about drama. I think it's really important that we bring that forward because often, and and when this happened uh, for my daughter, many years ago, 
she has a flair for the, for drama. And it was hard for me to uh, figure out, uh, you know, what's, what was real and what wasn't. And now what I, what I realize is the best thing that I can do is just totally let her be where she's at, feel how she feels, support her in the best way I can. And she's grown up quite a bit now. So she knows not to be overly dramatic in that situation because she's learned what she can do and how to support herself, if, if that makes sense. So don't judge it. Try not to judge it. And just understand that this is a big deal, very real suffering with very real symptoms for anybody who is suffering with anxiety. Yeah. Never think if you're talking about a podcast for loved ones, remembering the love word, love is patient. Never think it's just anxiety. The just word, it does so much harm. Such a damaging word because it really tries to quantify somebody else's experience. So know that anxiety is genuine suffering. And it's easy to think we'd know how to cope if it was us until it's us. And as much as you and I, Shan, we share tools and techniques we've learned over the years, I think for me personally, what I have to offer most in trying to help people with anxiety is I know exactly what it feels like. Mm -hmm. I know what it does to your mind. I know how it can have you, you know, short of breath in the corner of a room, sliding down the wall. I know what it feels like. And I think it's really important in our work that we always try and remain in touch with that so that you know what people are living with. It's the most awful experience. So another way that anxiety can affect your loved one if you're looking to support them is anxiety causes confusion. It causes complete overwhelm and again it's that fight flight or freeze where you just shut down or you just want to run away but there's nowhere to run because it's happening in your own body someone caught in anxiety might not know what they need if you ask them please keep that in mind they may be completely caught up in the experience of anxiety or an anxiety attack and they may not be able to respond or gather their thoughts they're not being awkward they're not being dramatic They've just got so much going on in their head and body that anything else that comes into their ears is more overwhelmed. It's just more noise in, in what they're trying to deal with. So try to understand that during high episodes of anxiety, this isn't under their control. They're not being awkward or deliberately unclear. They may genuinely not know what they need because their mind and heart are racing so fast. And if you could feel this for yourself, you would never, ever judge any, anyone living with anxiety again. Empathy is a genuine willingness to accept the experience of another. While you might not feel anxiety yourself, and you might not understand anxiety, but you certainly can listen and respect the suffering of your friend and loved one. And you can learn how to help too, and that's what we'll be covering in the rest of this episode. Yeah, here's how you can help. Let your loved one know you're here for them without judgment. Sit with them and you can try matching your breathing rate to theirs, which initially will be very rapid. So just sit, match their posture in a natural way. Be with them. Be committed in your mind to allowing a few minutes for this, just sitting you and them. Then gradually slow your breathing, making your exhalation long and drawn out. And when you sit with somebody in empathy, you establish rapport with them. 
When you match your breathing to theirs, you establish a connection with them. And then when you slowly start to slow your own breath, they may begin to follow because they're feeling that sense of connection with you. And you may be able to help lead them into a calmer state by that. After a minute or two, you might offer to help them with a breathing practice, a structured breathing practice. And combining the following simple techniques we're going to share here gives you something practical to offer that can help calm anxiety. And again, we're using the word offer, which doesn't have to be accepted, but you, you can make the offer. So the first thing that can really help is the calm point. So you can help your friend or loved one use this acupressure point, which calms anxiety and has a direct effect on calming the heart. And the way you do it is you press the thumb of your right hand firmly into the center of the palm of your left hand. And you can encourage your loved one or friend to follow along with that with you. So you can demonstrate with your own hand and ask them if they want to copy you or sit with you and try that, making that pressure in the center of the hand and just dropping their shoulders and holding like that for a couple of minutes. After working with the calming point, the long exhale is something that you can also practice by counting breaths with them. So you can breathe in for a count of four and then hold for a count of two and then sighing out their breath for a count of seven. Repeat this for several minutes and don't rush it. Just allow time for this to unfold. This is such a supportive way to bring calming to an anxiety attack. It's, it's one of my go-to breathing exercises for sure and is a wonderful partner to the calm point. You can still keep your thumb firmly in the center of your palm and have your loved one continue to do that while they're practicing the long exhale. Yeah, this is a, a lovely thing to be able to offer because very often when somebody we care about is suffering, it really disturbs us. We want to be able to help. And we want to feel that we have something to offer. So it's good to learn some simple techniques. And it's good to know that just sitting with somebody is something. Yeah. Very often we feel that isn't enough. But I know in my life, the times when I've been going through traumatic and difficult times, when somebody's willing to sit with you and hold space and you don't feel like there's somewhere else they need to be, it's a great gift. It's a really wonderful thing to offer. So these things are enough. They really will be felt and they really will mean something. So other simple acts of kindness. You could bring a cup of calming tea. Maybe your loved one or friend has some teas that they like to use for anxiety. Maybe they already have some in the cupboard. So just go find them, make one and bring it to them or just bring them a glass of water. Again, if you ask, they may not know. I have a family member that I frequently ask, what do you need? And they'll say, I don't even know. And I just have to wait. Okay, when you do, I'm here. Or sometimes I'll just go and make what I think might be nice and bring it in. And it's usually very much appreciated. So again, it's that overwhelm. Sometimes the mind's so overwhelmed. So go and make something that you think might be nice, a nice calming cup of tea. Another thing you can do is put a couple of drops of lavender essential oil on the tissue and bring it for them to inhale. Lavender calms anxiety. It works. It directly has a calming effect on the mind. And in Ayurvedic medicine, which we often talk about, India's ancient science of life, lavender helps build a sense of trust, which is a very wonderful, calming feeling when you're suffering with anxiety. Another area to consider is breaking down the barriers 
because anxiety can be incredibly lonely. Sometimes family and friends are scared to reach in, and often the anxiety sufferer is scared to reach out. But connection, as we've been talking about, is essential in overcoming anxiety. So offer a hug, a rub on the back, or to hold their hand and connect. You've heard Ananga and I talk quite a bit over the years about EFT tapping, and we've created courses and We've done walkthroughs and teachings, and we'll continue to do so. Learning EFT tapping will be so incredibly helpful for you and for your loved one. Tapping is a very effective technique proven to calm anxiety. And when your friend or loved one is suffering with anxiety, you can sit with them and with their consent, practice using the EFT tapping points on your own body for their benefit, which is something that I remember when I learned this from you, Anang, I was just like, really? You can, you can tap your own body and support somebody else? Yeah. And I practiced that when, when my daughter had surgery recently. And uh, it was, anyway, it was very profound. It was a profound experience. Can you walk us through how to do it? Certainly. This is a wonderful way to help somebody with anxiety, and it really gives you something to do that will genuinely help. EFT tapping is based upon the acupuncture channels, acupuncture points in the body, in the meridians. And you can find out more about it by going to our EFT tapping page at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT and take a look at the diagram there showing the tapping points. And it'll give you some background on how EFT tapping works. This is something we've talked about in other podcasts as well. So you can also look that up on our website. But here's an example. A gentleman who's an experienced EFT practitioner was on holiday with some friends and he got called out of his room one evening um, to, to be told that a friend in the party they were with was having an anxiety attack and she was curled up on her bed crying and shaking and in great distress. So he went into the room having been asked if he could help and sat on the end of her bed with her permission and just put his hand on her ankle. So she was curled up at the other end of the bed. That was the nearest part of her body to reach to make contact with. So he just put one hand on her ankle and then he asked her a little bit about what was going on for her. And he began tapping the points through on his own body. And he just tapped and tapped through the sequence of EFT tapping points for about five minutes. And that person was able to come out of the attack and sit up and felt considerably calmer. And for the rest of that trip, there wasn't a repeat anxiety attack. But this really does work. It's been documented many times. So here's how you do it for your own loved one. Get the diagram of the tapping points, as we just described, at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. Now sit with whoever you wish to support and make contact with them. You might hold their hand or rest your hand on their arm. Sometimes when people are feeling very anxious, they're also very restless. And there's a real push with anxiety in the body to move, and they might feel quite unsettled. So ask them where you might make contact with them. They may be happy for you to hold their hand or they may rather you just lean on them or put your hand on their arm, see what they're comfortable with. And then you start tapping through the EFT tapping points on your own body. So you start tapping on the point at the top of your head and work your way down, ending at the underarm point and repeat. Just keep repeating through the sequence of points. Keep tapping for about five minutes or until you notice that your loved one's feeling more calm and more in control again. And this supportive method of tapping has helped hundreds of people for anxiety attacks. It's a really great thing to try. 
but it also helps build that empathy that we've been talking about and build connection in a relationship. And if you'd like, you can get one of our courses and learn the techniques. You can also download the audio and relaxations included in our courses to an MP3 player and give it as a gift. You can buy some rescue remedy, lavender oil, or calming tea that can also be given as a gift. All of these supportive, wonderful remedies are something that Ananga and I have in our homes at all times. And it's a quite a lovely experience to go to what you need and have it there for somebody that you love or for yourself. And remember, don't try and fix what's going on. Anxiety needs love and patience and understanding. And as a final consideration, see the bigger person beyond their anxiety. Holding your heart what you love about this individual soul who happens to be living with anxiety. Your loved one may be suffering from anxiety, but they're not just anxiety. There's so much more to us than our suffering. They may have many talents, roles, and character traits. So let them know that you see them and appreciate them beyond their anxiety. If you find them funny, tell them. If you find them kind, tell them. If you can remember times when they've shown courage or wisdom, tell them. Anxiety feels like it takes over everything. And people often feel defined because it's such an all-encompassing experience. But from the outside, you can see more than the symptoms of anxiety and more than the experience of anxiety. So be sure to offer positive, heartfelt encouragement. And that will really boost their self-esteem for sure. I think it's also important that we get equipped to help our friends and loved ones. When anxiety strikes, it sets off a vicious cycle of symptoms that are hard to stop. Everything that we mentioned earlier, from rapid breathing, racing heart, dizziness, shaking, and more. And as the sufferer acknowledges these symptoms, they can escalate and quickly spiral out of control. You can help your friend or loved one by learning some simple and effective techniques that we've covered today to help them feel safe and calm again. And once you've learned the skills, You can use them for yourself, your kids, and other family and friends. To learn more about overcoming anxiety, visit our website at anxietyslayer.com, where you'll find our collection of guided relaxations, courses, resources on EFT tapping, breathing techniques, and one-to-one coaching. Introducing the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series for Anxiety Attacks. Get step-by-step teachings, tools, and techniques to help you overcome anxiety attacks and reclaim your life. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com.